Hey everybody, just want to let you know that past guests to the show, The Fantastic Plastics, are going on tour this summer. I'll put links in the show notes, but for now, just stay tuned to the end of this episode and you'll get to hear their latest release. Share a slice with Sean. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Share a Slice with Sean. I have a question for you guys. What does sitting on a mountain with baguettes taped to you waiting for raccoons to come, sampling your own cervical mucus, and drinking urine to whiten your teeth all have in common? Well, these are just some of the unusual experiments carried out and documented for the sake of posterity in Vice Magazine by today's guest Kara Crabb. Kara also wrote and directed a play at the Ottawa Fringe Festival called Royal Jelly. The song you're listening to right now was composed for this very play by Kara Lee's Coverdale, who's a friend of Kara's and is also a composer, musician, and producer living right here in Montreal. I don't think you'll get this range of topic in any other podcast out there. So let's start the conversation with some of Kara's articles for Vice. I don't even want to ask if you started like recording. Oh, I did. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's it. We're recording right now. That's why I'm talking like near the mic like this. So I should be focusing. Can you hear your voice okay? Yeah. Okay, cool. There's like going to be like some background noise that hopefully I can just take it out. Yeah, I'm going to try to eat really softly so I don't bother anyone with... It's okay. It's okay. I can edit that out probably. (laughs) Well, welcome to the show, Kara. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I was uh, stalking you for a while. I saw your uh, raccoon post. That seems to be the most... Mm Someone actually, yeah, someone in the hardware store stopped me yesterday and was like, raccoon. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that was like six years ago. I'm still, it still reoccurs. It's haunting you. It haunts me. (laughs) I don't know. Is this something you decided to do? Did you think this up? It's like, hey, I'm going to go like tape some baguettes to my jacket and then sit in on Mount Uh, Royal and wait for um, raccoons to come. It was actually, uh, I, I really liked Jackass, if that wasn't obvious. <laughs> I don't know. You know the MTV's Jackass? Yeah, Steve-O and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I really liked the stuff they did with animals, and I wanted to make a bat hat. I wanted to, like, <laughs> you know, like Carmen Miranda, the Brazilian, like, dancer. She wore, like, the fruit hat, like, two, the f- bananas and shit on her head. Yeah. So I wanted to make, like, a fruit hat and, like, dress up like Carmen Miranda and, like, dance in a tropical fruit bat cave and have bats, like, swarm my head while I'm, like, such a... That's very specific. Yeah. I don't know. It was a fantasy. And I was like trying to make it happen. I like called the biodome and I was like, please, can I come in? <laughs> I like, have some fruit. And like my editor and I, we were like scheming about ways to like 
just like bust in there in the middle of the night with a fruit hat. No, like they were, I was emailing with them and they were like, yeah, like you can feed the bats, but you're not going to be able to video record it or anything because they, the lights will bother them because they're bats. (laughs) So like, (laughs) so we were like, okay, we need to get like a red light. Yeah, right. Or infrared or something. (laughs) To record it. And then my friend like told me about the raccoons on Mount Royal and I was like, Oh, <laughs> this is way easier. They'll just come <laughs> like, to you. Like fulfills <laughs> my fantasy in some way. Bats, raccoons, same thing. <laughs> you put on like your winter clothes so that you basically were protected. I bought like a mechanic suit. Like I don't know why I thought that was necessary. Like a thick canvas like onesie. Yeah. And the uh, I don't know. It's like, that makes sense because you want to just make sure that whatever it is doesn't get in through like some crease or something. Yeah. Because they're carrying like God knows what, right? Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it was a really stupid idea. I hope people don't like, because I I learned later raccoon feces have these like worms (laughs) in it that like possess your brain and like multiply in your brain and make you go crazy and die. It's like the the weirdest. So you haven't died yet. So we know no. you don't have that. Apparently, like the yeah, the incubation period or something is like a month or something. Oh, okay. So God I, damn, I was on edge for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you you just got this mechanic suit, and then you just duct taped around your your like a spacesuit. You duct taped around <laughs> your uh, your feet and your hands. You went duck, dumpster diving or something? Yeah, my friend Kara, Kara Lees was... So weird. she's an enabler. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were like, how do we get a bunch of cheap food? And like, there just happened to be these like beautiful baguettes that like looked ridiculous on my limbs. <laughs> I don't know. That was my favorite part. It's like, yeah, it looks like you had salad and baguettes like taped to your body. And then you just basically sat there... And waited for, I can't believe that many raccoons came, like, just out of nowhere. Well, okay, I've actually, I was, like, scouting this place for a while, and, like, this is, (laughs) like, I just remembered this recently. I, my friend came to visit me for her birthday, um, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to surprise her on the mountain with these raccoons. So I blindfolded her. I was like, I have a surprise for you for your birthday. And I brought her up to the mountain and like sat her down at sunset, which is when they come out. And I put a cake on her lap (laughs) and she was blindfolded. And then um, they started coming and like, they were like pawing the cake like in and her lap. Meanwhile, she's thinking, "I hate you." <laughs> like what? She had no idea. <laughs> I started singing "Happy Birthday" to her. Yeah, those. Yeah, so she was. <laughs> God damn it! This is so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's probably the most ex. Well, okay, that's maybe not the most extreme, but that's the most famous. Like that's how I found you. That's still circulating around the internet. I think that's, like, one of my proudest moments. It was just, like, really funny to me. And uh, I can't believe it worked. I kind of wish I had done the bat hat, like, also. But, you know, I think one is enough, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, bats are 
are not as kind of dangerous. Like there's an element of danger. I would be kind of afraid, I think, of these wild animals. I was mainly concerned about rabies. So like bats, I was like, oh, I I mean, in the biodome, like they're probably, you know, they're probably fine. But after the food started depleting, the the raccoons are like getting kind of vicious and like scary, but. You had to get out of there. Yeah. But, um, no, like animals, I mean, you can communicate. You communicate with the animals. (laughs) No, they're like, yeah, like a raccoon's not going to fucking like attack a big human. Like, (laughs) Like, when does that ever happen? If they're, like, sick, maybe, or something? I don't know, man. I was actually uh, taking out the garbage one night, and I had to, like, grab my garden hose and attack the raccoon with it, because the raccoon was, like, like hissed at me in the middle of the night. It hissed at you. It made a hissing noise, and <laughs> it freaked me out, and I had to spray it with the That's hose. That's pretty bold. Of the rabbit? or of, of, the, okay. of the raccoon, yeah. A raccoon, yeah, not rabbit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scared me, so I couldn't imagine. There's an element of fear there and overcoming fear but then you decided in your bold journey towards uh uh empowerment I, i'm looking for the right word that like you would uh do some research from some german book about the cleansing properties of pee yeah <laughs> the healing and cleansing properties of pee and apparently the ancient romans did like all kinds of things with pee yeah pee is weird uh i but that was also like an extension of animals like i wanted i was like going to cuba with my family and i was like what can i do with jellyfish or like animals in cuba and i was like if i could find a bunch of jellyfish i could like have a fight with them and then like pee on pee myself on to see if it works or whatever <laughs> oh yeah because they, cause you pee on your 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 sting right i don't know i like really <laughs> i just thought it would be funny because the, the book mentions how you can whiten your teeth and like you whiten your teeth using urine, but only f- the fresh urine, like the urine that has partially flowed through because it has too much bacteria. Did I say that? Yeah, because like you had to like let the urine go a bit first. Uh, Stop yourself midstream, collect it in a cup. Yeah, I don't think that because thinking about that now, I don't think the Romans would have actually done that. I think they probably would have waited until it becomes more like ammonia. Oh, yeah. To clean things. Yeah. But also to maybe to clean their teeth, I guess. You just. Yeah, exactly. You bleach your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like I should have let my piss like stagnate. See, the thing is that. (laughs) I don't know because that's like already like a, there's like a high level of you know poison. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're not supposed to swallow it. I mean, you went on vacation and you used you captured your pee and then you drank it. You didn't drink it. Sorry, you swooshed it. You didn't drink <laughs> gargled. it. Gargled, gargled, yeah. yeah, and spit <laughs> it out. I mean, there's two things that strike me with this. First of all, it's very utilitarian. You're like overcoming this feeling of disgust or at least i don't know maybe you don't <laughs> yeah, have no, that no, or completely yeah people think i have a, a urine fetish because i like that's what i thought i thought like yeah. after that you probably got all kinds of weird emails oh yeah and like i i in the article there's like a line like no i have a pee fetish which was a joke but people really people have pee fetishes out there so they were like yes one of our own um but yeah so there was an i definitely was overcoming disgust every time i put my pee in my mouth (laughs) i mean that makes sense there's like a a certain amount of willpower there that you have the same with the same with the raccoons to actually go through with it and do it 
Yeah, I mean, again, like, Jackass was, like, my favorite thing in the world. I watched it religiously. It was the only thing I, like, it was my f- only thing I liked in life. <laughs> I was like, everything else is stupid. <laughs> I, 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 like, really didn't see much for myself. I just, like, I think I was, like, very depressed or something. I don't know. I, yeah, that thought kind of yeah. struck my mind because I looked at your web presence and you don't really do that stuff anymore. It's like you kind of yeah. stopped around 2014 or 2013 or something like that. Yeah. But back to the story, I mean, you, you, you did your experiment. I think you said it kind of worked, but then that your parents, like, caught you. <laughs> and you were always like suggesting to them like different remedies for their problems. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Visa VP. I don't know. I was always doing things where they were just like, oh, Kara. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to art school, like an art school, high school. And my, my like final project in was <laughs> I just like recorded myself getting like really, really stoned and like, doing bullshit like in my basement like for my final high school project and my parents like i had like paintings of porn i painted porn <laughs> like i don't know my parents they were just like ah yeah yeah they're very open and like oh that's our daughter <laughs> i was about to sort of ask that like what's the deal with that like do you you're, you're so you had paintings of porn and by the way i i have a friend and she had like what she called the wall of vagina. So she just had this wall of nothing but pictures of different size and mm-hmm. shapes and colors of vagina, like labia. So yeah. did you come from like a kind of a stuffy background? No. Yeah, right. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, no, my mom is like a very crafty person and she like enrolled me in like art lessons when I was like eight because I used to draw a lot and so like I don't know I just you know the art world like just kind of like period blood girls love to paint with period blood and stuff Mm -hmm. you know like it just kind of built like taking these like (laughs) watercolor painting classes as a child just like evolved into like me like yeah like eating my cervical mucus right (laughs) yeah exactly I I think I don't know (laughs) That's another thing. I mean, I, I mean, there's a, this is like the trifecta. I think raccoons, uh, urine, and cervical. I like, know. I wish there mucus. was like one other thing that wasn't like sexual, because I, I yeah. You have one unheard message. First unheard message sent yesterday at seven fifteen p.m. Hey guys, so you may be thinking to yourselves, raccoon suits, cervical mucus, pee. Dude, that's just my Tuesday night. For God's sake, Sean, give us something novel here. Okay, listen. In addition to the Vice articles we discussed, Cars interviewed Sue Johansson from the Sunday Night Sex Show. She's got an exclusive interview with comedian Anthony Jesselneck. She's asked senior citizens what they think about avant-garde art, She's written about why she has dry earwax. For goodness sake, she's even gone the extra mile and scoped out for us what we need to know about motivational hemorrhoids. So we don't need to do any work here, guys. Kara's got us covered. She's actually done video production, too. Written and directed plays and acting. But those things are in the past. There is a future, which is rapidly becoming now. 
And yes, with inaction, it will transition to a yesterday tragically missed. So carpe diem, good soldiers of fortune, for there are plans afoot for a two-month show by Kara and her friend Kara Lee Coverdale at a Seattle art gallery near you starting very soon. I'll put more information about this in the show notes. End of message. To delete this message, press 7. Message deleted. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, did you, after you tried eating your, your cervical, like we're, t- we're talking about the, the, the mucusy fluid <laughs> stuff, right? We're talking about, I'm doing this like sign with my hands and I'm like wiggling my fingers, but yeah. we're talking about the like the kind of eggy stuff there. Uh, and before everybody gets totally grossed out, just remember that like, especially dudes, just remember that like a lot of dudes like to eat their girlfriends out so i mean like uh it's down there right i mean you know i mean what's the deal yeah why is everyone so like squeamish about you it's it is gross like that was why i did it because it was like funny and gross to me like maybe it's like an adrenaline it is yeah it totally is yeah like Like jackass yeah and like also I didn't like feel anything <laughs> on like a normal. Yeah, because you know? you're maybe you were, as you say, a bit depressed or like upset. So like you needed to like some people. I don't know. Maybe they. I don't want to trivialize things, but maybe some people cut to feel something while you like did like these crazy things. Maybe other like people go and jump off clips. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they're yeah, yeah. I, I read in the first time you did it. You collected it, but it you kept it for too long, and it kind of went it gross. Molded. Like it molded. cheese or something. <laughs> it got moldy. Not cheese. <laughs> it's like rotten eggs, right? No, it's like rotten water. It's just water. I really was so stupid, though. Like, I, like, didn't take any, like, science classes in high school. Like, I fucking... In high school, all I wanted to do was paint. Like, I just did not pay attention to anything that would help me in the world so i was like oh are these eggs and like like, didn't even know like how to like search it up like i just like asked like this like fake doctor from like tampax.com or something like like are these eggs and she was like no and i was like well i still think they're eggs though (laughs) (laughs) you like basically fried this stuff up like that was the big like climax climax of, of this article story and <laughs> it, it like popped it was like uh i guess like lots of oil or something in it no nasty. not it's like gummy like jelly water i don't know i don't know what's actually in it i should have did, did it taste sort of like sea urchin or something yeah i don't even remember like it I think I can't, I feel like I was so grossed out by the fact that I was doing it that it like influenced my perception of the taste of it. Hmm. Yeah, I can understand. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I could see where like it would be kind of fun. It's kind of like, what can I do that's just totally outrageous now? It's like performance art, really. Kind of. That was was the goal. That was what I like enjoyed. And it has shock value. I- I'm guessing but you- the fact that I sorry. Go the, ahead. Go the ahead. fact that I like used Vice as like a platform was a weird choice. I-, I-, I wanted to. I remember like being 17 and like reading Vice like in the- on the toilet, reading an article about like child 
uh, sex slaves in Moldova and being like, this is what I want to do with my life. Like, <laughs> you mean you want to be a, you don't want to be a child sex slave. You want to be an actual, like, <laughs> I guess journalist. That's what I didn't even fucking like know what a journalist was. <laughs> I want to write about this stuff. So like, how can I like get to do this? Like, I guess I have to like start from the bottom and like, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many. It was like ages just to like fill the listeners in i mean it's been like what like seven years yeah, seven or years yeah uh, yeah we're, we're talking to a different car now than <laughs> what was the car back then i'm assuming i mean another project that i saw which i, I kind of wish i got to see in it in its entirety is uh you, you did a kickstarter back in 2014 um <laughs> for this play which ended up in the uh ottawa fringe festival Mm-hmm. And it's called Royal Jelly, or at least that's, yeah, that is the title. Yeah. So this was like, yeah, I was coming out of my like depression. Yeah, you were like becoming <laughs> a little more serious, I guess. But and- also still like the process, that process was really ridiculous. Like, I feel so, so bad for my friends who I was working on that with because I was just like so delusional every day. But, um, I love theater. I started in theater, um, like at, at Concordia, um, this, like, well, the first thing I was doing in Montreal was playwriting, um, and, uh, that's how I met Nora and Noah, um, yeah, so I, I don't know, they got a space in the Ottawa Fringe Festival and they, like, liked the play that I did in, at Concordia that we worked on before, um called the stillbirth which was about a young couple that has a stillbirth and it's a comedy wow (laughs) (laughs) of course it was like i was kind of riffing off of the fucking judd apatow like knocked up you know i was like you meant you you said judd apatow yeah you know the movie knocked up where it's like oh they get pregnant and they don't want to be pregnant um i was kind of just like riffing off um that like trend of like family dynamics and relationships and stuff so this was completely different like my friends i think were like expecting me to write something more like tangible whereas with royal jelly i just kind of was like smoking so much weed and like not even like i don't even know where my head was i was just like (sighs) thinking about like space a lot, <laughs> like it's the future. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> when it comes to royal jelly, um, let me just read an extract here from one of the reviews on apartment613.ca blog. So, three wives formerly involved in a polyamorous relationship with the now deceased Jacob seem to have been living off Jacob's remains and are working out their relative places in this harem-in-a-bunker micro-society. Not to spoil the ending, but shit gets real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love blood. <laughs> I don't know. I've got a terrible phobia of blood, actually. Really? If I need to get a blood test, mm. I have to actually call a nurse to come to my house and take the blood. Like what? I'm, yeah. <laughs> Why? When I was a kid, I broke my leg and and I got some infection. So they they had to come and take blood like every day, practically. 
and like all my veins like oh. basically collapsed. So oh, like no. they were like poking my fingers and like scraping the mm. vial. And so it was just like I I like almost pass out. I, like you know yeah. People have to like hold me down. I think yeah, I just was taking an anatomy class this semester and like everything was fine like diarrhea, like the digestive system, urine everything was fine but the cardiac like blood i was just like oh like i was getting like i'd have to like take deep breaths because it is yeah it's a, it's something to do with the i think they call it the vagal nerve or something like there's something in me that just gets so profoundly upset wow i just like it's like not even on a like people are like oh just take three breaths think of something else. no i'm like no there's like something there's like a fight a and fight or flight yeah thing that wow activates. yeah anyway royal jelly um that's really interesting so i mean uh first of all so so just to summarize there that you did this in in the uh, the ottawa uh, fringe festival and there are three wives they're formally so they were in a polyamorous relationship so i mean that's kind of interesting and then jacob is their husband and then like some apocalyptic event happens or something. So they're living in a, a, like a bomb shelter. Mm -hmm. And then um, they're like, well, we ran out of like dehydrated food. So we'll just have to eat our husband, mm -hmm. but he's dead now. So it's, so it's like a ritual. Oh, okay. there's like a lot of ritualism around cannibalism. Ah. In the play. And um, most of the, I mean, the most of the drama comes from like who will wed the child, Jacob's descendant. <laughs> oh, great. So, like, like I'm, baby. I'm, like, basically, I've got my bingo card, like, in front of me now. So, let's see. So, we've got, uh, like, polyamory. Okay, that's, like, no big deal. I'm, like, that's cool, whatever. Uh, but then cannibalism, uh, getting a little weirder. Ritualist, ritualistic cannibalism, that's definitely very kind of bizarre and taboo. But then, like, marrying... I guess it would child, be, a baby. It would be only the kid of one of the women. So yeah. I guess that's yeah. So yeah, that was the whole. That was the <laughs> she 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 wanted the younger, more supple wife to marry her son. <laughs> okay, I see. I see. The thing is that you were smoking a lot of weed, but the reviews were pretty decent, man. Like Not I was really reading, people liked it. There are a lot of terrible reviews, which is completely understandable. I, I wanted to make people, like, I wanted people to be bored. <laughs> like, I made the language That's so... That's so totally boring. Like, <laughs> <laughs> three three women having sex with a single dude, um, incest, uh, uh, nuclear apocalypse <laughs> and like, uh, ritual cannibalism. Typical, like, <laughs> French festival. Like, it's true. This I guess so. Crazy. <laughs> so why just throw it all in? Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Oh, my editor from Vice came and saw it and he was like, are you going to develop it? Came with his wife, who is also in theater. And, like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to develop this. And then I never did. But I still think about, like, living in this world. You were actually in the show too, right? You were one of the. Yeah. What was the name of the character? Like Mamas? No. Gal Pal. Gal Pal. <laughs> I wish I didn't. I didn't get to look at the script, but uh, yeah. So you were actually in the play. That's like a whole other level, like other than just like 
you know, <laughs> directing, producing, uh, you know, making big wooden white triangles. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of, I think that's too many things. A lot of people do do that. They want to write, direct, and act and stuff, but it's like so many things to think about. I guess with Fringe Fest, like, you know, these plays don't really have a huge budget behind them. No. But that's you, why I did the Kickstarter, yeah. Yeah, you did the Kickstarter. Which was, like, still very... Wait, but, it, like, I mean... It was a success, though. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I'm so thankful for that. And the music was really great, too. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Carolise Coverdale. She's amazing. It, yeah, I, I listened to one or two tracks, and it's, it was really good. Yeah. Do you have any aspirations for uh, new plays? Like, you got Royal Jelly... Are you thinking yeah. of making new projects? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been f- focusing on just, like, uh, stories because um, I don't have to worry about, like, producing mm-hmm. them. Like, I kind of like that the words can just exist, like, as its own, like, world. I've been... Um, like researching linguistics and um, I'm really interested in narrative and uh, literacy. Um, And yeah, so I've been doing that and I've been working on a story that like takes place in, in the family vacation where I gargled my urine. Um, I've been working on this story for like two years. I don't even like really want to talk about it because I like don't want to jinx it or just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I feel like it's like never going to get done because it's been two years. And I'm just like, I work on it a lot though. If it doesn't get done, I'm I'm just going to (laughs) die. It's your baby. You got to push it out. Come on. Push it out. (laughs) But I really felt like I needed to like just cocoon for a long time. Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't prepared to like deal with all the, I don't know, attention that I was getting. Yeah. As much as I, like, thought that I wanted attention, I, like, had no idea how to deal with it or, like, what I wanted from it or, like... Yeah. And uh, I I was meeting so many creepy guys. I can only imagine. Because you were getting, like, pretty anatomical there. And, you know, with your... your Yeah. I really didn't want to become, like, a sex writer either. Not, Not because there's, like, anything... Like, I just didn't feel like that was my niche. And I was like, ah, oh, that, that, why is this the only thing that I'm talking about? And it's like, because that's the only, those were the only pitches that were like going through, or that was the only thing that I, I don't know. It's kind of sad. It was like, because I'm a woman, it, that was the kind of, you know, they weren't well researched articles, but because I, I was like, female was like an interesting perspective i guess i can see that because the thing with the thing with attention is that i think everybody craves it i know i crave it with the podcast i'd love more people listen but you can't control you can't really control the connect the the attention that you get you know like it it, mm. it just it just is what it is and like no i think you can i don't know i don't know i think it's like a catch-22 because if you do things that are less provocative then you're gonna get less reaction probably but if you do provocative things like uh like then you're gonna get reaction but it might not be the kind of reaction that you want to get 
Yeah, I'm with the urine thing. I was like, I I knew that I was gonna get a bunch of creepy pervert guys, or you know, not all of them are creepy perverts, but I knew, <laughs> you know, piss fetish, whatever. But I didn't want. I was like, I genuinely think that this would be funny, and like, if I was a man, um, I don't know how it would be different. I don't know. I was, I guess, I was thinking a lot about Jackass, and like. Even when you watch Jackass, they're like, oh, we're going to get so many creepy perverts. Like, they themselves think that, too. Um, but I was like, I don't want this to, like, be prohibitive. Uh, like, I just want to follow my heart. Yeah, exactly. I posted the posts or the, the emails that I was getting after the piss thing. Like, I wrote a follow-up article. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, and, like... Part of me was like, oh, yeah, like, why did I do this disservice to females or whatever? But then another part of it is like, oh, I'm kind of showing something that is real. I was getting, like, a lot of really abusive, like, emails that were, like, very rapey. Like, I had a lot of guys just being like, I want to fucking rape you, I want to kill you, blah, blah, blah. I I think... Part of my performance art, I guess, was, like, my, like, drive to do these things, like, the cervical mucus thing. And, like, all the porn that I was painting in high school was, like, a reaction to the way females are treated or whatever and blah, 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 females. So, I think kind of trying to, like, have this ownership over my body was, like, a reaction to the system of abuse or the system that exists and um when males were like picking up on this it was kind of like a oh do you really like this like you're not supposed to like this state so it was kind of like do you know pushing it one step further like with these murder and like rape threats and stuff we're existing in a patriarchy still, more <laughs> or less. And I mean, it really has become sort of a buzzword these days, but yeah. it is, I don't want to trigger people with that necessarily. People are like, oh, no, not more of this, but it still exists. I exactly. Think. And I don't, I, I also feel like a lot of the conversation is too much based in the fact that like females are at, are like being subjugated B because I think whatever whatever is happening like males there's just as much material or like light that needs to come from the the male population like and i even when people have power or being like abusive or something it's like people don't really have control over the things that they're born into so like i think abusive like violent aggressive behavior is something that needs to be like studied and talked about and not just like that is wrong so we you know that's the end of the story yeah i mean uh, and i think that at the same time you can say that you know this person is like damaged or this person is sick or whatever but at the same time you can say that you know that's not excusing their behavior or anything like i mean you know it's not like it's not like a free pass or anything no. and I think a lot about chimpanzees and bonobos because chimpanzees are like apparently, you know, patriarchal and um, they like commit infanticide and th the 
it's a very different society <laughs> and it's much more violent. Whereas bonobos, it's like they're very similar, but there was some, you know, divergence where bonobos happen to be like matriarchal and like altruistic. I mean, this, this could just be humans, like anthropologists and stuff, like reading too much into like primate behavior. But like, I, I do think there are clues about like resource management and I don't know. I just hope that things are better. It's Kara, like, thanks so, so much for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll do now is I'm going to take a picture of you. Okay. Did you get the outro you wanted? No, we can do another one. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Kara, thanks so much for being on the show. No problem. <laughs> that works. <laughs> I am completely, I don't know, I want to do like a computer voice like a robot. You, 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 this is more like kind of like a sexy voice you're doing now. It is at my greatest service. <laughs> Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this far-reaching conversation. Thanks so much to Kara Crab for being on the show. You can find Kara on Twitter at Kara Crab. That's with two Bs. I'll provide a link to this, Kara's Vice profile, and everything else in the show notes at ShareSlicePodcast.com. You'll also find links to the music there as well. Thanks also to her friend, Carly's Coverdale, for providing the track Royal Jelly Waltz, which is the theme for the score of the play Royal Jelly. As usual, intro and outro music is provided by Chromatics Music and it's used with permission. So thanks so much for listening and I hope you'll be back next time. But wait, there's more. Here's the latest from past guests, The Fantastic Plastics. It's a cover of the Flaming Lips song, She Don't Use Jelly. <laughs>